You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. My name is Greg Jackson. I'm a PhD holding historian, a professor, and the creator of History That Doesn't Suck, a podcast that makes legit, seriously researched American history come to life through entertaining stories. Join me for a chronological telling of the United States story, from the revolution to fractious civil war, tenacious inventors, brave reformers, and more. With more than 100 episodes, you can already binge listen your way from 1776 to the early 20th century. Listen to History That Doesn't Suck on Spotify. All you need is a few minutes to start your day off with something historic when you listen to the This Day in History podcast. Every day there's a new episode for you to listen and learn about what happened that day way back when. So listen and subscribe to This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. That's This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. Useless information. Hi, I'm Steve Silverman, and you're listening to a classic episode of the Useless Information Podcast. This story about the hanging of Will Purvis is one of my favorites, although I have to admit I haven't told it in many, many years. I first penned it back in 2001 as part of the manuscript for my book Lindbergh's Artificial Heart, and then I recorded it for the podcast on March 2nd of 2008. I honestly don't recall where I first came across the story, but I do remember that researching it was quite difficult. And that's because online databases were few and far between, and even if you had access to one, the cost was quite prohibitive. So, like many of these early stories, I did my research in a physical library. For those of you old enough to remember, I used microfilm and microfiche and so on. But then I learned that there was a small book about the hanging, but no local library had a copy. So the librarian in the high school where I taught suggested I get it through interlibrary loan. She didn't know if I could get it, but I filled out the form and uh, it just kind of disappeared after that. To my surprise, the copy they got me came all the way northward from the state of Mississippi up to the public library in Chatham, New York. And I didn't even go to the library to get that. It was brought over to the high school where I was teaching. How it got from Mississippi to me, I haven't got a clue. But anyway, let's take a listen. This is a great story. Welcome to the Useless Information Podcast, my collection of fascinating true stories from the flip side history. My name is Steve Silverman, and today's story is one that I call The Miracle Man. It's about a guy named Will Purvis, a story that has been used for many, many years as the prime example as to why the death penalty should be outlawed in the United States. But before we get to that story, let's talk about today's question of the day. My question for you today is in the category of English terminology, you know, words. You see, when I was younger, when I was in middle school, I got into a little bit of a debate with my 7th grade English teacher. You see, he marked me wrong for using the word fishes for the plural of fish. He insisted there was no such thing as the plural word fishes. The plural of fish is fish. I showed him a textbook, and he still insisted I was wrong and marked me wrong, and I was penalized for it. So my question for you today is, if you want to talk about the plural of fish, when do you use the word fish, and when do you use the word fish is? Now, I'll let you ponder over that question for a little bit. You can put it in the back of your mind, and we'll get back to it at the end of this podcast. Now for today's story, which is on the Miracle Man, a guy named Will Purvis. And I told you that this story has been used by many over the years as an example as to why we should eliminate the death penalty here in the United States. Whether you agree with it or not, 
This is an interesting little story. And it takes place in Columbia, Mississippi in the year 1893. And it involves, of course, a guy named Will Purvis. You see, Will Purvis at that time had joined a group called the Whitecaps, which is similar to what the KKK would be considered today, the Ku Klux Klan. And the Whitecaps had learned of a black servant, a guy named Sam Waller, who quit working for this elderly woman named Mrs. Hammond. You see, Mrs. Hammond couldn't afford to keep him anymore. So Sam Waller went to work for two guys named Will and Jim Buckley simply because they could offer him more money. This angered the Whitecaps, and they gave Sam a whipping. Now, this abuse of their employee Sam really, really infuriated the Buckleys, so they went into Columbia to the court and actually filed a complaint against uh, members of the Whitecaps. But on their way back on June 22, 1893, as they were headed home, both the Buckley brothers and the servant Sam were ambushed by some group. Was it the Whitecaps? We're not really sure. But on their way back, they were ambushed, and the brother, Will Buckley, was killed uh, as a result. Now, Jim Buckley later identified Will Purvis, who's the main character in our story, as the murderer. Of course, he was arrested, and Purvis claimed that he was actually innocent. He said he had already quit the Whitecaps, that he had nothing to do with them anymore, and he was actually at home at the time of the murder. And in fact, he had witnesses to stand by his story. This ended up in the court, and less than three months later, September 6, 1893, he was found guilty. Will Purvis was found guilty of the murder of Will Buckley. Of course, appeals were filed, but it really did no good because Jim Buckley said that he saw Will Purvis actually commit the murder. Will Purvis was sentenced to die, and the hanging was scheduled for February 7, 1894, and thousands of people gathered to see his hanging, to see his death. Just before the hangman's noose was put around Will Purvis's neck, he was asked for his final words, and they were, very simply, I didn't do it. A few seconds later, the floor dropped, and down Will Purvis went to his very death. But several minutes later, all of a sudden, Will Purvis regained consciousness. There he was, down on the ground. What had happened? No one was really sure. Did the rope untie? Did the rope snap? No one really knew, but they knew one thing, and that was Will Purvis was there to die. And he was led right back up onto the platform, and the hangman was about to put his noose around his neck again and lower him down to his death a second time. But just at that moment, a reverend from the community jumped up on the platform and demanded that the hanging actually stop. He insisted that this was God's intervention. There's a reason why Will Purvis did not die that day. So here we are. Should we hang Will Purvis again or should we not? Well, it ended up in the Mississippi Supreme Court, and they eventually ruled that he needed to die. He was scheduled to die. He will die. This is not a double jeopardy case. He wasn't being tried for the crime twice. He was actually sentenced to die, and no matter how many attempts it takes to do that, he needed to die. But the second hanging of Will Purvis was never to be. You see, his friends and family actually arranged for his escape the night before he was scheduled to be hanged again. And for, for a long period of time, he hid out with friends and family around the community and around the county, and no one could find him. Now, while Will Purvis was in hiding, the political climate in the state of Mississippi began to change. In fact, a new governor was elected, and he commuted his sentence from death to life imprisonment. But things even got more crazy because Jim Buckley, the brother of Will Buckley, who was killed, admitted that he may have been wrong. He wasn't sure, but he thinks he may have been wrong. Maybe Will Purvis didn't do it. So all of a sudden, there's all this public outcry, and Will Purvis was pardoned on December 19, 1898. That's about four and a half years or so after he was convicted of the crime in the first place. 
In exchange for his freedom, he was given a new suit and ten whole dollars. He went on to become a father and a successful farmer. Now, you would think that's the end of the story, but in fact, it's not. In 1917, a guy named Joe Beard actually admitted to the murder. He was at a revivalist meeting and felt guilty about what he had done and finally admitted to it. He said that Will Purvis had absolutely nothing to do with the murder. And in fact, he stated that a guy named Louis Thornhill was his partner. Now, Louis Thornhill may have committed the murder, but we'll never know for sure, because Joe Beard died before actually signing a confession implicating Thornhill. The end of this whole mess actually came in 1920 when the Mississippi legislature awarded Will Purvis $5,000 for his wrongful conviction. One last little bit of trivia is that Will Purvis died on October 13, 1938, just three days after the last juror that convicted him died himself. Useless? Useful? I'll leave that for you to decide. And now the answer to today's question of the day, which is quite simple. I asked... When do you use the word fish, and when do you use the word fishes when you're talking about the plural of fish? Well, it's actually quite simple. If you're dealing with multiple species, such as guppies, platies, and swordtails, then you have three different fishes. On the other hand, if you have just ten guppies, then you have ten fish. So if you're talking about all the same fish, then the plural is still fish. If you're talking about different types of fish, then the plural is fishes. I hope you enjoyed today's interesting story about Will Purvis. I'm sure you can see why this case is used many times as an example as to why the death penalty should be outlawed here in the United States. I'll leave that for you to decide, however. If you'd like to read more true stories just like this, please be sure to get a copy of one of my books. They are Einstein's Refrigerator and Other Stories from the Flipside History, and the second book is Lindbergh's Artificial Heart, More Fascinating True Stories from Einstein's Refrigerator. Both are written by me, Steve Silverman. Now, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, simply drop me an email at useless at steve.silverman.name. It's useless at steve.silverman.name. You can also check out my website, which is uselessinformation.org. That's uselessinformation.org. Thanks again for listening. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.